0: I want to play a game. Man, those words hit different. Like, after watching Saw. Saw came out in 2004. Saying, I want to play a game before 2004, before watching this movie. Of course, you're thinking, like, all right, yeah, let's play a game. A game, yeah, that's good. That's cool. But even game nights, you know, the mere thought of somebody mentioning a game night. Oh man, I think about Jigsaw. And I'm like, you know what? You know what I'm saying? Nah, I don't wanna go to no game nights, sir. Right? What type of games y'all gonna be playing? You know? And then when I'm at the setting at a game night, I'm looking for the exits. I'm being careful where I sit down, make sure there's no traps and stuff like that. Sometimes, heck, I might not even eat the food. Because Jigsaw did that. You know what I'm saying? When you watch that movie, every time, I want to play a game. And he does that, guess what somebody's in in a death trap he's in a death trap people and you know what's unfair he doesn't even ask people do they want to play the game he's just i want to play a game i want to play a game but jigsaw i got stuff to do man i don't want to play a game with you i want to play a game i want to play a game bro you, you about to get smacked in your face dude like watch out man i want to play a game I want to play a game. You know, so it's like, stop playing games, Jigsaw. You know, w- you know when can I play play the same games you play? Because that's how it is on a game. Let's say you're playing a game of basketball. All right, You're playing one-on-one. I'm going to be on offense, but then I'm going to have the opportunity to be on defense, and then you're going to get your chance to be on offense and defense as well. If we're playing football, if I have the ball, I'm trying to score. You stop me, Okay, four downs, okay, guess what? Now we switch sides, now I'm on defense. If we're playing hockey, hey, you know what? I got my goal down there, your goal is down here. I gotta defend you to stop you from scoring, and then when I get the puck, you gotta defend me. Every game, there's the opportunity of some. We playing tennis, we hitting the ball back and forth, back and forth, but Jigsaw, you know, he says, he wants to, I want to play a game, but he ain't playing the game. He's not playing. He is not playing the game. Okay? He is just making up the game. You know, making up his own rules. You know, and it's like, come on, man. Like, like seriously, you know, the whole thing with Jigsaw, you know, is he wants people to appreciate life and stuff, right? Right? Bro, there's a billion other ways you can get people to appreciate life instead of instead of um putting them in death traps. You know, one of the death first traps we see. Well, in the in the film, you know, you have two men there each side of a bathroom chained up. Got a saw, but guess what? That saw isn't meant to break those chains. Chains people it's like, come on, man. It's other things you can do to get people's attention. You know, and the thing about it is, Jigsaw, you know, have you done everything correctly in your life? You mean to tell me you never disrespected or insulted anyone? That's the same thing, you know? So that's what I'm saying. That's that's not cool, man. It's not cool at all. You know, it's like, what type of kid were you growing up? You know, what type of kid were you growing up with? You know, like, are you that messed up in the head to the point where it's like, okay, you can't handle people not playing the game with you. Like, you, you, could, you could at least ask. Because I'm like, I'll give you a yes or I'll give you a no. But now, this dude, I want to play a game. Okay, go play by yourself. Go play by yourself, dude. For real. Alright. But anyways, so, I like this movie. I remember watching this this at the movies. Me and my wife we saw this movie at the movies back in two thousand and four. Okay, not sure if we saw it when the first weekend it came out. Not sure, but um, anyways, um, the whole premise of the movie is what, what is what got our attention. You know, you see two men, one, you know, they both have a chain wrapped around their leg have a saw and there's a dead body in the middle of the floor, you know, and the doctor, what is his name? Dr. Gordon, you know, he has to kill the other guy before six o'clock or something's going to happen to his family. Man, you know, that's one of those things is like you have no idea how it's going to end, but it's just and you don't care who's acting in the movie or who made the movie. It's just that situation. You want to see how it turns out, you know. That's something that, that intrigues the mind, you know, it's like, wow, how in the world are they going to get out of this? You know, like, it's a horror movie, but it's like, it, in a way, it feels like, you ever seen Die Hard with a Vengeance? I love that movie. What was the premise of the movie? Or oh, You know what? Speed. Well, we can stick with Die Hard. With Die Hard 3, where Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson, they had to go defuse bombs across New York City before um school let out. You know, so it's like, wow, how are they gonna do this? Or like with speed, um if the bus go below sixty miles per hour, it's gonna blow up kaboom. So what are they gonna do? But um man, in this movie we see we see one of my favorite characters, but one of my favorite actors is Danny Glover. You know <laughs> we see him um as Detective Murtaugh. Well That wasn't his name on here, but he's always going to be Detective Murtaugh to me whenever he's a police, whenever he's a cop in a movie. You know, we see Detective Murtaugh, you know, he he has developed an obsession to try to catch the jigsaw, which which is understandable. And what's crazy is you would think there there will be more detectives, more cops, even more private eyes um, becoming just as obsessed as he is because jigsaw to to the naked eye is randomly picking people and and they're calling him the jigsaw killer and the way he's killing people is insane you know and that that baffles me it's like why he was the only one like being obsessed trying to catch him you know even his partner to me didn't even take it serious half the time you know but i felt like in this movie man had Murtaugh had his real partner Riggs. Oh, they would have caught Jigsaw. There would have never been any sequels. They would have definitely caught Jigsaw because those two dudes. Listen, let me tell you something. Here's what you're gonna get in every Lethal Weapon movie. All right, Riggs and Murtaugh. They're gonna task some stuff up. All right, you know, it's gonna the city is gonna have a big bill. You know, because of them. Uh, Excuse me. Also, what's gonna happen is that you're gonna have a scene. Well, every 30 minutes, Murtaugh is going to be saying, I'm too old for this shit. I'm too old for this. <clears throat> you know what? And what's crazy, I was waiting on him to say that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Need some water. Yeah, there's my water. Here we go. Excuse me, a little parched. Ah, That's better. A lot better. I was waiting on Murtaugh to say, I'm too old for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Especially going up against Jigsaw because this is unlike any other villain or suspect that he's chasing. Killer that he's chasing. You know? I was waiting on him to say that. But in every lethal weapon movie, you're going to get that. And you're going to have Riggs trying to run somebody down on his slow butt <laughs> barefoot. Trying to run a car down. Um, I think Riggs would have been able to run Jigsaw down. <laughs> right? And you know the character, Martin Riggs, you know, he has a high threshold of pain, so that would have been cool to see, like, him going up against Jigsaw, you know. Mm. Because remember, Riggs, the same guy, he'll separate his shoulder to get out of a situation. And then pop it right back. But anyways, you know, the traps are, are very, very creative. But It's unfair. You know, we see one of the one of the other um, traps where the guy um, he would he um, because Jigsaw found out, called World of Wind that this guy tried to commit suicide, and he was like, "I want to see if you were just doing this for attention, or if you really meant to do this." So, by three o'clock, you must be able to get through all the pulp wire, and there will be blood. Some blood will be shed. And then you'll be able to get out of there. Let's see how bad do you do you want to live. Well, golly, Jigsaw. I mean, come on, man. You trying to see how bad I want to live. But while trying to do that, you're killing me. And the thing about it is, is like... You know, Jigsaw asks the question in the recording. He says, I want to see if... If you was doing this for attention or if you really meant what you said. Like... Hey, man, if you really want to know the answer, you could have just man to man asked him that you could have took that person to therapy or something, you know, but doing that like it's not like with these traps, you know, it's some five minute traps. You know, these are some very like very strategic type traps, you know, and I'm pretty sure it took so took a lot of thought a lot of time, a lot of effort to complete it but you know while doing that you got the nerve to be like oh yeah yeah i'm going to see if you really care about your life come on man that that's not right that's not right jigsaw come on man not right at all you know and and when i'm watching this movie like this movie here makes me think about a lot of other movies I, i remember a while ago somebody posted a thread did a post and they said um Many people don't know that Kevin McAllister from Home Alone grew up to become Jigsaw. <laughs> That's funny cuz if you see the Home Alone movies, you see how well, how thought out Kevin McCallister, how, how how awesome he did with those traps. He was like what, 9 or 10 years old. Like that was incredible, man. Very incredible. You know, um you know, in this movie also um Whenever I watch Halloween, the 2018 one, and I see how Laurie Strode, aka Jamie Lee Curtis, how she did her traps, I'm like, yeah, she did a PG-13 version of Jigsaw. You know, like, how she did her trap is like, okay, she just wanted to trap Michael Myers. She didn't want to kill Michael Myers, you could tell. Because here's the thing, Michael Myers would have got killed messing with Jigsaw traps. He would have gotten killed for sure. But anyways, um, like I said, man, but back to Jigsaw, man. There are better ways to show people how to appreciate life. You know, and one of the most creepiest things ever in cinema history to me is that freaking clown. Number one, I'm not a fan of clowns. Never really did like Ronald McDonald. I was cool with Bozo the clown, but all, all other clowns, and homie the clown. But all of the other clowns, no, 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 no. So, when the little clown pulls up in the tricycle, that is creepy. Because upon first watching this movie, I'm thinking, okay, well, Jigsaw might not even be a human. Jigsaw might be like some type of creature. And I'm like, wow, that, that will take it to another level. Because I think, and think about that. What if Jigsaw was that creature right there? You know what I'm saying? Like... And you think about all the sequels that came with these movies, you know. This movie, you know, this movie here could have been like. Well, it could have been, you know, like something like a, how you have. We could look at it the way we look at like um, Freddie, Jason, Michael, Myers, you know, Leatherface, you know, Supernaturals or whatever. Well, Leatherface wasn't Supernatural, but um that would that would, that would have been something but the thing about it is the strategy still worked you know so um it still worked because the way they have it set up you know it's a human being that's doing this you know so and and the thing and and with these movies you know with all the sequels Hey man, I look at it as as a as a legit horror franchise, as a hi- iconic franchise, just like how I look at the Halloween movies, Friday the 13th movies, Nightmare on Elm Street movies, the Chucky movies, and so on. You know. But yeah, that 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 clown on the tricycle, man. I am not a fan of clowns. I don't know, <sighs> because here's the thing. Nobody should be smiling that much in this world. No. One. Even a sad clown is creepy to me. So, and then also when you when you're six when you're seven years old watching it, seeing Pennywise that will creep you out too. All right, you know, and and, and, and you know, and then the thing about it with this movie, you know, Lee Waddell, the director of the movie, you know, he does a good job. Him and James Wan, they does such a brilliant job with. You know, see, a lot of people, when you see Saw and you hear about all the different, um, what is it, the different death traps, right? You might think that's the scariest thing. and That is scary. Very horrific. And it's very, very difficult. You know, but a lot of times difficulty doesn't always measure the same as like horrific or horror, you know like for example when I think about what goes on as far as with the death traps like that stuff is gross it's horrible painful you know um but one of the things that a few things that creep me out the most was when um when the guy comes out of the little girl's closet you know and the thing about it is, not just because it's a, any guy, it's, um, if you ever watched the show Lost, okay, um, the actor's name is Michael Emerson. I forgot the character's name he played in Lost. Um, what was that guy's name? Um, ben. His name was Ben in Lost. He was with the others. Oh, man, that dude was annoying. I cannot stand him. It's just something about his facial expression. He just brings a, a certain level of creepiness to the table, right? And um He's in this movie, okay? But see, I saw this movie before I before I even started watching Lost. I don't heck, I don't even know if Lost was even out around the time. But anyways, um and he didn't join Lost till like season 2, season 3. But anyways, um the scene where he is um He comes out of the little girl's closet. That's scary. That's scary. Because a lot of times as kids and sometimes as adults, we get caught up into into the fragment of our imagination. Where we're like, did I see something? Did I see something move? Like, man, I thought I saw somebody right there. And then most of the time, it's not anybody or anything. You can explain it. But what if those moments where you say, man, I thought I thought somebody was over there. And it was actually someone over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like serious, like that's. Man, that's <laughs> that that's that's just creepy, man. That's just creepy. And, and and and, but see, this is a little girl, a little child. You know, think about if you could channel the inner kid in you. And I have no problem channel the inner kid in me. And you think about, man, you're laying there, you're in your bed. It's nighttime. And you, you tend to hear all the little things that go bump in the night. And then it's like, the, the thing that went bump in the night actually has a face. There's a visual on it. And it's right in your closet. <laughs> you know, that's scary. You know, and then, you know, you and then add on, add more suspense to that. the mom runs up there she hears her daughter screaming she goes up there to check to see what's going on and she's and and you know a lot of times as a parent when you hear your kid screaming in their room in his or her room and you run in there it's they're screaming because they woke up because they had a nightmare so as a parent you think you're about to check okay my kid has a nightmare had a nightmare no 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 you get up there and there's a a a grown-ass man with a sheet over his head reaching you know, first standing still, then grabbing your daughter. Oh man, that, that's scary because I can only imagine, you know, you you know, you, you could be thinking that you're dreaming right there. Like Lord, pinch me, wake me up from this nightmare. But yeah, that 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 really, that, that, that that really creeps me out. You know and then let alone Michael Emerson. Aka okay, Ben from lost oh man that bless his heart that dude there he gets he gets the right roles for a reason because he brings a certain level of creepiness to him to whatever movie that he's in or whatever show that he's in and you know when you're watching the movie you know obviously like if it's your first time seeing it yeah you're gonna think oh he's jigsaw he looks like jigsaw type of person he looks like he could be jigsaw or behind it, at least. But yeah, man, him, you know, Danny Glover does such a brilliant job in this, you know, in this pursuit to get to try to catch Jigsaw. You know, like Danny Glover, man, one of the most, one of our iconic actors, man, you know, it was a good, it was great seeing him in this film. But, um, you know, a lot of time, you know, I think when I think about the, like I said about the Lethal Weapon movies, where he always saying, um, I'm too old for this shit. Well, he didn't say it, but guess what? He showed that he was too old for this ish, right? Like, I was very, very disappointed in him. when him and his partner, you know, they had the chance to take Jigsaw down. They beat him to the jump, to the punch. They got to Jigsaw's lair before he got back. And they kind of had idea. They saw, like, okay, he's in the middle of doing something. And it's like, instead of waiting on Jigsaw to come back and then shoot him or bust him and taking him down right there. He wanted to see, hold up, let me see how this player, let me see what he gonna do. Listen, man, you've been obsessed with Jigsaw all this time. You know what he's gonna do. You know what he's. But if you're Detective Murtaugh, like I say, man, you, you, you know what he's going to do. Like, I get it. I, well, I don't get it. You know, you saw enough of his work and here's the thing. You apprehend him. OK, and then and then after you apprehend him, then you ask him, hey, w- what were you going to do? Go, go go take a look at his blueprint. He probably would have told you. Well, I would have did this because this person here didn't appreciate this real life and I'm blah, blah, blah. You know, but that that tripped me out because it didn't seem like it was consistent with his character. This person was very obsessed with him. But I guess what it is, sometimes you can be so obsessed with something, you know, and the thing about it is, is that, he, he know, he knew that Jigsaw was a bad guy and that he needed to capture him. And, but he probably still admired the creativity that he had and he wanted to be a witness to it. But the thing about it is, you had already been a witness to enough of his enough enough of his death traps. Well, he saw the end result of it. So I guess, okay, you wanted to kind of see it for yourself. You know how a lot of people are where it's like, well, I gotta go to the game live. I can't just watch it TV at home or anything. Me, I could watch it at home. Especially something like that. I do not want to see that, dude. Man. I do not want to see that. But the, I, was, I was very disappointed in him on that. You know, and then that everything just went downhill after that. His partner ended up getting killed, caught up in the tripwire. Detective Murtaugh, he ended up getting his throat slit. You know, I thought he was dead, but he actually was still alive. You know. But, man, that... That, that right there that that part right there that was probably one of the most the worst parts of the movie it's a real good movie but that was one of the worst parts because I felt like it lacked consistency with his character but the thing about it is if you didn't have characters doing moments like that and, it goes to, and here's the thing it goes to show you nobody's perfect these characters they have their flaws you know because if nobody was flawed that means guess what you know what The good guys that would catch the bad guys all the time. Yeah. Oh, oh, and and, and you know what? uh, I forgot about Amanda, who's one of the big, big, major, major key players of the entire franchise. Okay, we see we she's the she's the only one around that time who had survived one of his traps. You know, she had like the thing over her head and stuff and like the what is it like a helmet or whatever that could like s- blow your face up or something and um she was able to escape from that but we every time i watch that scene even though i know for sure that she escaped from it oh my goodness guess what i it it, it still bugs me out still bugs me out i don't know if it bugs you out loud, but it still bugs me out and i'm like oh my goodness man that Can you imagine that? Being all up. You know, he put that clock on her. And then after that, she had to cut the key out of, I believe that guy was her dealer, I think. Cause she was on drugs and stuff, you know, and big time drugs. He was like a dealer, but he couldn't feel anything because Jigsaw had injected him with something to where he could not feel anything, but he was witnessing. He could see her cutting him up to get the key and she got out of it just in time to see that doggone clown pull in on the tricycle. (laughs) hate that laugh. Oh, man. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. But yeah, we see... um, We see Dr. Gordon, he sees a photo of his wife and his kids tearing... T- um, tied up and that's a terrifying thing to see. nobody wants to see that you know then they also um the two guys in the bathroom um dr Gordon and um what is lee's um lee one nail's name on there adam yeah dr Gordon and Adam you know, they had a phone that could only receive calls, but it couldn't dial out any calls. And it was a call that had his daughter, and his daughter was saying, "said that um, the guy from our room is the one who has them tied up." That's terrifying to know, because as a father, you you thinking, "Man, I went up there, I checked their room, but you didn't. He didn't check it thoroughly because he ended up kidnapping them as soon as he left." So that, that is terrifying, beyond terrifying, you know. You know, it, make, it, it makes you regret as a parent for not thoroughly checking your kid's room when they tell you something scary. So we got to pay attention to what our kids say, people. You never know. All right. I know kids play around a lot. Hell, the kids. But sometimes there's some truth in what they say and do. All right. Now, Dr. Dr. Gordon's wife, that lady's a fighter. She's a fighter. Once it hit 6 o'clock and, you know, um, Adam wasn't dead, well, he was trying. He was getting ready to kill the wife and the kid. The wife, she fought back, man. Man, I, I love a fighter. I love that. Um, the wife, Allison Gordon, played by Monica Potter. That's right, Monica Potter. Yeah, she's a good actress. Um, but I liked her work in um, Con Air. In the house, in the last house on the left, the remake. But yeah, um, yeah, man, that, that scene where she was fighting back old Benjamin from Lost, oh yeah, I love that, you know, because that woman there wasn't gonna lie down, she's like, I gotta stand up and protect my daughter, um, I gotta, hopefully I can save my husband, but right now at this very, very instant, I must protect my daughter, I respect that, some people would freeze up in that, hey, she knew, hey man, whether, Either I'm going to win or he's going to kill me. But guess what? I ain't going out without a fight. And that's how you got to do in life. You got to attack life like that on certain situations, man. You got to. Hey, even though the situation is hard or you're probably going to go down in defeat, go down swinging. Empty all in the chamber. OK. But when. um, What was the part? Let me see. So. The Benjamin character, he ends up breaking free. Had a shootout with um, Murtaugh, and Murtaugh ends up dying. But as Benjamin gets to where, excuse me, where Dr. Gordon and Adam is at, we see um we see he was getting ready to shoot um Gordon, but then Lee it got up and and made him fall, and he beat him to death with the top of the um what is that of The top back part of the toilet seat, of the toilet bowl. Man, those things are heavy pack weight. And, you know, I've seen movies where somebody will get hit with one of those. Oh, man, and it would just smash them, knock them out like crazy. Sometimes they'll kill you. And that's what he did to kill Ben from Lost. He got what he deserved in the movie. All right, for real. But... um the whole scene man like that part that was very very brutal that was very very savage very very savage um but when you um when you see that it's like you feel adam's frustrations and i think everybody when you when you saw that movie at the movies you was like man you know what that, that that dude went beastly on that man. He went beastly, went real hard on that man. That you know, it. it most people probably didn't think Adam had that in him to even do that. You know, because he seems such like such a timid character. Oh yeah, most definitely. Now, the ending. Well. Yeah, the final scenes of this movie. When Jigsaw rises up at the end, I thought he was a uh, some sort of supernatural being, you know. The whole crowd was in shock, you know. The whole crowd was in shock. What happened was, you know, cuz Jigsaw you come to find out Jigsaw was the body that was laying in the middle of the floor the entire time. The entire time. had some drug that kept his body still and stuff and he gets up you know and as he rising up he's pulling stuff off his face and the look that Adam was displaying is the exact same look that everybody in the movie theater was 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 doing was giving. Everybody was just in awe like, like oh my goodness you know. So man that one of the best one of the best ending scenes, not just of a horror movie, but just of a movie in general. Yes, indeed. Um, you know, and then as he wakes up, <laughs> as he gets up, he tells Adam, the key to that chain is in the tub. And I'm like, are you serious, man? Like, Jigsaw is so petty. Jigsaw is so petty, man. So petty, dude. So petty to let to tell him the key was in the bathtub. So like, you know, I didn't kill you because I had you. Because had you paid attention, you could have survived. So like, come on, dude. Come on, dude. And we see Adam screaming, and he picks up the gun to try to shoot him, but Jigsaw presses the button that which shocks his arm, um, which shocks Adam's legs. Oh man. Oh you know what's crazy we forgot about the other part Cause now I'm like well, what happened to Dr. Gordon Well duh Dr. Gordon had sawed his foot off He straight up sawed the foot off And he said I need to get to my family before, And I need to get help Before I lose blood You know So that's when I'm like okay I'm like man but I'm like man that 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 was savage also You know A lot of times, you know, we can say, well, what we'll do, we're in that situation. But you got to become a beast, a savage to do those kind of things. Everybody's not capable of doing that. Everyone can't handle that. A lot of people, if they saw their foot off, they probably would have passed out in shock, you know. But the final scene, oh, man, that right there is just, we talk about all your hope and dreams are being sealed right there in front of you and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, the movie, you know, you know, um John Kramer, that's his name. That's Jigsaw. He gets up and he says, "Game over." You know, so just like how Jigsaw adds a a new meaning to I want to play a game, he adds a new meaning to game over. You know, when he says game over, not only is the game over, your life is over. You know, I played a, I played a, a bunch of video games in my lifetime. And when it says game over, yeah, I'm upset that the game is over. But guess what? I still have my life to live. But when Jigsaw says game over, everything about you that exists becomes non-existent anymore because you're dead. And the way he shuts that door, like you see all the hope on, on um Adam's face gone, and that was oh man, I felt for dude. That was sad, very very sad. I'm like oh man, oh man, that dude there, man. And it's like, Jigsaw, how about you let him go, man? Let him go, stall him out, Debo, stall him out. You know, to know that he's gonna be just left in, he's gonna be left in there just to rot. Yeah, that's. That's sad, man. That's something sad to think about. Very, very sad to think about. But, um. Game over. Game over. Game over. Man, that's worse when you play. You know, when you play Mortal Kombat, that's worse than. Flawless Victory. No. John Kramer. Jigsaw. Game over. I'd rather lose in a flawless victory than to have him, Jigsaw, tell me, game over. Hell, even if he, I'd rather lose a flawless victory instead of having Jigsaw tell me, I want to play a game. Yes. Yes, indeed, man. But, um, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this episode here. Thank you all for tuning in. You know... Checking out um our movie number three for our 31 movies reviewed for Halloween for the month of Halloween in October. Um subscribe to the podcast. Um go to the review section, drop a review down, and you know what? Let me know. Um what did what were your thoughts about the movie Saw, the first one. We only did the first one, okay? Don't start talking about the sequels or what happens in the sequels. We'll get to those eventually. But today was about the first one okay so once again thank y'all for tuning in student at a game podcast peace out game over